Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we are in the season of Lent, we are doing a new series called Come Alive with Jesus. Many of us may feel like we are sleepwalking through life or not feeling fully alive. Through this series, we hope that you will discover that in close proximity with the savior you will fully come alive we have christine share the word today she teaches us how to live fully alive by living with wisdom listen in and ask god to help you depend on him for wisdom in every aspect of your life hi church it's my joy to bring god's word to you today um we've been looking at the come alive series we've been um heading into lent with just um looking at how alive we become when we're face to face with Jesus that some of us are sometimes just walking sleepwalking through life and we are believing that during this series that we are going to come alive on every level um and you know today we're going to be looking at a new topic and that is coming alive to God's wisdom last week Jaren taught us on how we come alive to the new and he talked about how the old patterns of our life must change um when we come into a new life with Christ and there are things that must die things that we must put on uh things that we must take off and you know things that we must put on this week we're going to be looking at how we can actually walk in wisdom i remember a couple of uh, years back many years back um our oldest son was about 5 or 6 and um he heard that i was going for a wisdom tooth extraction and he was very sad about it and i told him asked him Caleb why are you so upset what's what's going on is just a quick tooth thing you know i'll come back home in an hour and um he was just so dejected and he said mom i'm so afraid because you're removing your wisdom tooth will you not be wise anymore and while that's funny um the truth is our lives are you know revolve around so many issues sometimes that are hanging in the balance and without wisdom um we will not you know really hold everything together we will not be able to sort out a lot of the issues we have we won't be able to navigate our finances our lives our work our relationships without this important constituent which is wisdom and so today we're going to be looking at wisdom um in the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2 uh, we're going to be looking at a couple of verses i'm going to take you through it and as we look at it uh, my desire for you and for me like when i say for me too because i just realized when i was reading this how much i lack wisdom um and how much i need it sometimes we think we are wise and what we actually are are probably smart but maybe we are not so wise maybe we are knowledgeable um but are we really truly wise that's something that we can really debate on for a long time and so maybe you're someone who's saying i've been walking through some situations which have been uh, kind of accentuated because of a lack of wisdom on my part or maybe there's some choices that you made which were unwise and you're now walking in the repercussions of that but i want to encourage you today that it's never too late to choose freedom it's never too late to come alive uh, to the true freedom that god brings for us and so that's what we're going to be looking at today we're going to be looking at 1 corinthians chapter 1 verses 18 to 23 i'm reading from the message version this is what it says the cross the irony of god's wisdom the message that points to christ on the cross seems like sheer silliness to those hell bent on destruction but for those on the way of salvation it makes perfect sense this is the way god works and most powerfully as it turns out it's written i'll turn conventional wisdom on its head i'll expose so called experts as shams So where can you find someone truly wise, truly educated, 
truly intelligent in this day and age, hasn't God exposed it all as pretentious nonsense? Since the world in all its fancy wisdom never had a clue when it came to knowing God, God in his wisdom took delight in using what the world considered stupid, preaching of all things, to bring those who trust him into the way of salvation. While Jews clamor for miraculous demonstrations and Greeks go in for philosophical wisdom, we go right on proclaiming Christ the crucified. Jews treat this like an anti-miracle and Greeks pass it off as absurd. So it's very interesting in, the, in these verses, there's one thing that I want us to look at closely. It says, since the world in all its fancy wisdom never had a clue when it came to knowing God. So true wisdom is found in knowing God. And this knowing is not knowing about him. It is intimately knowing him through a relationship. And so wisdom is found in knowing God. And it was Jesus who made that happen for us. Jesus was the manful wisdom of God because God knew without Jesus as a mediator, man would never come close to him. Our sins would be too big, too blatant, too stinking. They would always keep us away from him. So God had this beautiful plan in place wherein he would send his own son to die on our behalf and to reconcile man to God. And therefore, the whole point of God's wisdom was to bring man closer to him so that man could truly know him. That is the point of wisdom. According to the world today, there's so many ways in which you can reach God. Some beliefs uh, state that, you know, all roads lead to Rome. So all roads lead to God. Of course, we know those of us who know Jesus know that he is the only way, the truth and the life. There are so many other things people believe in the New Age movement that you can connect to the divine, you can connect to the sacred in any way. There's so many ways in which portals that you can open and that you can connect to him. But the truth is that the wisdom that God brings to us today in Christ Jesus is invaluable. It is above the wisdom that the world offers. It's above the wisdom that gurus and, and or scholars can provide. The wisdom that he provides, the wisdom that he has is unfathomable, immeasurable, beyond our understanding. As he explains in this, the Jews, they looked for miracles and signs and wonders when in reality, the Messiah had come. He was there in flesh and blood and they missed it. The Greeks, they, they look at, you know, they need to have things that make sense logically. And so the cross seemed absurd. When you look at it today, many Christians have passed off believing in Jesus purely because they say, why would a God make himself so weak, make himself so powerless, die in such a shameful way? And for what? So often we miss the irony of the cross, this beautiful irony wherein, yes, it showcased weakness, it showcased the greatest form of suffering, but actually it was demonstrating the wisdom of God and the power of God. Let's continue reading 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 1 to 2. It says, you'll remember friends that when I first came to you to let you in on God's sheer genius, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First Jesus and who he is, then Jesus and what he did, Jesus crucified. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church and he's saying there was a season when he just waited. He didn't mingle with many. He just sat. He was a firm 
believer in the ways of Judaism and God when he caught his attention and brought him to or into a relationship Paul rested in the fact that this Jesus had walked on earth he had done such good and then he had allowed himself to be crucified dead and buried and that was what he meditated on that's where he stayed in order to really grasp that reality because that is so central to our faith today so what was so wise about god's plan he's talking about how god's plan was so ingenious what was so wise about god's plan for mankind to know him i believe there are three things which make this plan so um it just sticks it just makes sense you know if you really if you have faith it will stick the first thing is that god's wisdom was displayed in jesus and who he was from that verse it says he just taught about who jesus and who he is jesus and what he did jesus crucified so we're looking at the first thing of god's wisdom was displayed in jesus and who he was and i believe here we see identification god sent his son down as a human to identify with you and me imagine having a god who cannot relate to your pain who cannot relate to your suffering who cannot relate to your grief but we have a god who bled like we did a god who had pain like we did a god who understood what we went through he still understands what we go through and therefore he identified with us that's the first step of this incredibly wise decision that god made this incredibly a wise master plan that god had he identified with us he felt for us and when he healed people his power was manifest when he taught the scriptures with authority his wisdom was on display and so jesus was the wisdom of god he was the power of god so we need to remember that god's wisdom was displayed when he identified with man through jesus the second thing is god's wisdom was displayed in jesus by what he did and that is a process of substitution we looked at identification where he identified with regular mortals like you and me the second thing was he substituted himself on our behalf think about it the jews believed in this elaborate sacrificial system if you read the book of leviticus you you just see the number of sacrifices that were required for atonement for a sin offering a guilt offering a thanksgiving offering a wave offering so many offerings so many sacrifices i i i thank god whenever i read the pentateuch that i'm so grateful that i live in the time of the new covenant because i would have messed it up i would have not known which offering to do i would have done it wrong probably been under guilt for that but we're living in a time thanks to jesus who was a perfect substitution he took my place he took your place and because he took our place we are not suffering for the sins that we commit because he took our place our plate us because he took our place our slate is wiped clean because he took our place today you and i stand clothed with the righteousness of Christ when god looks at us those of us who have chosen him by faith he looks at us and says righteous she stands righteous 1 corinthians 1 verse 30 says it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from god that is our righteousness holiness and redemption righteousness he brought a right standing with god by being the substitute he cleansed us from all sin with the blood that he shed because he was our substitute he was our redemption he paid the price 
to rescue us from a life of bondage and slavery to sin because he was the substitution imagine if we lived in a time where we had to keep track of how we sinned and the sacrifices we would have to make the offerings we would have to give god how would we earn his favor how would we have been able to live forgiven and restored if not for the work of jesus on that cross substitution the third way in which we see god's wisdom being displayed was when he chose you and me we were it was a, a divine election by which you and i were chosen 1 corinthians chapter 1 verses 26 to 29 take a good look friends at who you were when you got called into this life i don't see many of the brightest and the best among you not many influential not many from high society families isn't it obvious that god deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies isn't this the story of most of our lives i remember how i was um, in the first you know 20 years of my life a wallflower anonymous no one knew me i was so painfully shy such an introvert we would go for my dad's office parties and i remember just hiding away in some corners hoping no one would see me and yet god chose people like me i have so many stories all around me friends of mine fellow uh, workers in god's vineyard and all of us we have such incredibly plain stories nothing nothing outstanding about us in fact many of us have walked through you know long seasons of sickness of of rejection of abandonment and yet god called us yet god selected us and you if you are watching this right now he has elected you for something bigger than what you even imagine bigger than what you have thought of for yourself he elected you god identified with us in christ jesus jesus was our substitute substitution and election he chose you and me it's not an accident you're not a lucky chance you're not a coincidence he selected you he knows you by name he saw things in you before you saw it he hand picked you for a particular reason he did it intentionally so if god gave so much thought if his plan was so wise if he did things with so much intention how can we uh, by direct correlation how can we live anything less than that how can we be unintentional how we live how can we live without purpose how can we live without direction and therefore it entails that we would also live with wisdom you know when we're little kids when we have friends at school if they held the pencil a certain way and wrote in a certain way you would unconsciously start to copy that or if they ate their food in a certain way you started copying those mannerisms especially if you really like that friend you start copying them you start doing things that i've noticed my children that you know if their friends have certain jargons they use they start copying those jargons it's very interesting how we start to emulate and and mimic the ones that we spend the most time with and i wonder that if we are around the god of the universe the most wise sovereign creator if we spent that much time with him wouldn't some of that wisdom rub off onto us i wonder and that's what we're going to be looking at as to how this wisdom must become part of our lives because so often we're just walking through the hallways of life 
with no direction, with no clue of what our purpose is, literally just going from stage one, stage two, stage three, just like as in a dream. But the call on us today, as we look at these passages, is if we would ask God to bring us alive through the wisdom that is available in him. We are not left unaided. We are not left incapable. So if you are currently navigating a situation where you're saying, I don't know what to do, you come to the right place, God can help you. If he could have this incredible master plan filled with wisdom for the long-reaching, far-reaching plan of salvation, of reconciliation, of restoration, wouldn't he be able to reveal to you what his plans for you are? I'm sure he can. Each of us need wisdom. You know, as a mom, as a wife, as a daughter, as a daughter-in-law, as a pastor, I need so much of it. There's so many times I messed things up just because I thought that I could figure it out with my, you know, head knowledge, with my gut instinct. And I mucked it up. And so I want to ask you, what season of life are you in? Is wisdom a component that you actively need? Is wisdom a component you're actively engaged in pursuing? Are you living out your life with wisdom? You may say, I'm pretty street smart. I've got it figured out. Street smart and wisdom are two different things. We can be street smart, yes. But is our smartness overflowing from a place of knowing the God of wisdom? From knowing Jesus who is wisdom personified? Is it flowing from that place? Because when wisdom flows from him into us, it changes the dynamics of our relationships. It changes how we look at people. It changes how we view our work and the conflicts that arise there. It changes how we look at those in our family. It changes everything. Paul wrote this letter. This letter to the Corinthians is written in a time when the Corinthian church was going through a lot of strife. So, uh, there were different factions. They were saying, one was saying, I follow Apollos. One of them says, I follow Paul. One says, I follow Peter. And there was so much of division and, and there was a struggle, even though it's a, it's a baby church. And yet they were having so many issues. There were issues of immorality. And so Paul was writing this to them. And as he begins this letter, he's addressing the point of wisdom. He's almost saying, this is the initial solution to your problems. You guys have been struggling with this. You have these different groups and you've been, you know, fighting with each other. There's infighting, there's discord, there's disunity. You need to choose wisdom. He begins the letter and the first three chapters cover a whole lot of con conversation on wisdom. And so as we look at this, we're going to look at a couple more passages in 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. And we're going to just understand why we need this wisdom so much. It's obvious we need wisdom. And the Bible says, if any of you lack for wisdom, let him ask and God will give without measure, generously. That, that's what the Apostle James writes, which means we know that we need to ask for wisdom. There's really no you know, takeaway to do application. This is what it is. We need to ask for wisdom. But you may say my wisdom, my repository of wisdom is adequate. I'm good. I'm sorted. I've studied so much or I have this much work experience. I've been married for these many years. I'm good. I don't need more. But can I just bring to your notice from a couple of passages why our human wisdom is so inadequate and insufficient, right? Our wisdom is most of the time, like I said, 
head knowledge. I know this. I've experienced this. I know how to do it. This is the playbook. Or maybe you're a woman like me and you say, I have a gut instinct that leads me. I'm pretty good. I know this. I feel this about someone. But the problem with this is a lot of times our gut lets us down. Our head lets us down. We need the wisdom that comes from heaven. We need the wisdom that God has in abundance. I remember there was a time when I think I was around 16 to 18. There was a popular show called the Dr. Phil show. And Dr. Phil was this you know, psychologist or a psychiatrist, and he would give advice on most topics. And at that point of time, women around the globe were watching him on Star World and other channels, and they were appropriating that wisdom into their marriages, into their parenting, into their self-esteem, and was changing lives. So you may be currently following certain gurus or certain self-help, uh, you know, motivational speakers. You could be having, uh, you know, trainers or anybody who's feeding you with wisdom right now. And all of that may be okay. But have you come back to the source of wisdom? Because it's when you come to him that things change, that things start to move in a direction, that you get better clarity on what you must do. And so, like I was saying, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 to understand why our wisdom is so insufficient. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 to 10. We, of course, have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get on your feet on firm spiritual ground. But it's not popular wisdom, the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purposes. You don't find it lying around on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out his best in us. Long before we ever arrived on the scene, the experts of our day haven't a clue about what this eternal plan is. If they had, they wouldn't have killed the master of the God-designed life on a cross. So the first thing I want to leave with you as to why you need God's wisdom is that God's wisdom illuminates the purposes of God for your life. If I didn't tap into the wisdom of God, I won't know why I exist. Most of us have this question, why do I live? What is the purpose of my existence? Is it just to cook three meals a day, pack lunches, send people out, pick them up? Is this my life? Am I a glorified chauffeur? Maybe you're thinking, I have this small little cubicle. I work. It's like a birdcage. I go to work. I log in. I start. I finish. I come home. That's it. Maybe you're someone who has so many friends, but at the end of the day, you come home and you're all alone. And you're thinking, is this it? Is this all I have? Maybe you're in a marriage and you're feeling like, I don't, I feel like I'm not breathing. Is this all there is? When you tap into the wisdom of God, he goes deep. His wisdom is not surface level. He goes deep. And as you get to know him, as you get into conversation with him, as you read his word, he will start highlighting things to you. He will start telling you what the, your, the reason for your existence is. He will start explaining your life's purpose to you. And he will just explore I can't even begin to tell you how amazing it is when God starts to reveal to you step by step by step what his plans for your life are. It might just start with a nudge. You might just have an impression. I think I need to be doing such and such. And then you start tapping into God and saying, Lord, I want to know more. Help me understand what I need to do. He'll get you into conversation with certain people. He will highlight certain scriptures to you might hear his audible voice. You will have impressions in your spirit. You will know that there's something more. 
is beautiful because it says the experts of our day, your therapist, that best friend, someone you are listening to on YouTube, they don't have a clue about what his master plan, his eternal plan is. He has a plan that goes into into eternity for you and me. It's when we tap into God's wisdom that it really makes sense. What we're going through now is not the end. Sometimes it feels like seasons of struggle are not ending. You just feel like, oh, it's just one thing after the other. God, what's happening? But when we start tapping into him, when we start leaning into him, it starts making sense. Maybe you don't see the whole picture. You probably never will. But it starts making sense. There is a purpose to this pain. There is a reason that I'm having this setback. It's going to be okay. Because it really is. He's got a plan. He has a purpose. So I ask that when you ask him for wisdom, that you're asking him, Lord, I want wisdom so that I can see your purposes. So they don't get carried away by my pain. I don't get carried away by the rejection. I don't get carried away by the abandonment. But I get carried away by the purposes you have for me. Because his purposes are so beautiful. His purposes are to prosper us. It's not to harm us. And maybe you're going through a season where you feel you're being harmed. But the truth is, his plans are far-reaching. And they're always to prosper us. They're always to give us a hope and a future. So, first thing is that God's wisdom illuminates the purposes of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10-13 The spirit not content to flit around on the surface dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except you yourself. The same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. God offers a full report on the gifts of life and salvation that he is giving us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we're passing it on to you in the same firsthand personal way. The unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, can't receive the gifts of God's spirit. There's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can only be known by spirit. God's spirit in our spirits in open communion. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Isaiah's question, is there anyone around who knows God's spirit, anyone who knows what he's doing? has been answered. Christ knows and we have Christ's spirit. So the second thing, the reason why our wisdom is so inadequate and we need God's wisdom is God's wisdom reveals his gifts for us. Which one of us don't like gifts? All of us like gifts. We can turn, you know, really old, but we still like receiving that one sweet gift it's neatly packaged, just the joy in opening it. Isn't it? It's something beautiful. When you get into this relationship with God, knowing God, the closer you come to him, you start experiencing the gifts that come from this relationship. And they're not gifts that can be packaged tangibly, but they're incredibly fulfilling gifts. They're gifts that change the pers your perspective of life. They're gifts that bring perspective. Gifts that look like favor. Gifts that look like blessing. Gifts that look like grace. You know, you don't deserve it, yet you get it. Gifts of mercy, when you should be punished, but you, the punishment was withheld because of his great love for you. Gift of joy, 
you know you cannot contain it even though you're going through a hard season you can still laugh saying god i know you're in charge i'm okay gifts of peace when there's a storm all around you you can sit and say lord i know you're in charge i know when you calm this storm it will be fine i'll be okay gift of patient endurance just knowing that you can make it through because he has held you thus far he didn't let you collapse gift maybe of being able to lead in a hard time gift maybe of speaking encouragement to someone else even though you were struggling what is the gift that god has been activating for you only god's wisdom will help you see that and the interesting thing is it doesn't happen without the mediation of the holy spirit if you and i need to access or understand the gifts that god has made available to us we need the holy spirit's help without it without it it will be very difficult i remember over the past few months with so many things were not going as planned when things were going haywire almost we could tangibly feel the presence of god holding us up and had forgotten about it in the last one week and I, so we were just talking my husband and i were just talking about stuff and i told yashom where is the reward you know it was a moment of um, just being utterly mortal i think and i just said where are the rewards i don't see the rewards and then yashom reminded me he said you know the very fact that we are still standing it's a reward the very fact that we have enjoyed favor at different ends is a reward and he started listing out these seemingly small things but were incredible gifts from god and i believe at that moment geshom had tapped into the holy spirit who had in turn revealed to him the wisdom of god in every situation and was revealing to him the gifts that were that were you know right at our hand reach they were just just there and we had had access to it all of this time sometimes we we tend to overlook it we focus on our pain we focus on our discouragement we focus on our disappointments we miss the gifts of god's grace and today if you tap into god's wisdom he will reveal to you his gifts for you a lot of time we think the gifts should be big things that everyone sees us receiving but most often they are these sweet little slivers of hope slivers of his grace slivers of peace things that only you and god will know about it will be so personal and so i want to ask you what has your current scenario looking like what does it look like what has the past few months left you with have you been in a place where you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel maybe you're saying i cannot see god's purpose and this it seems too hard maybe you've been thinking I can't see the good that is coming out of this. It says the Bible says that you know God brings good out of every situation for them that love him. I love him but still I don't see the good in this. Can I ask that today you would invite the Holy Spirit in and ask him. First of all, Holy Spirit, I need wisdom. Second thing, would you ask that he would show you the purposes of God? And third thing, would you ask him to make available to you the gifts that god has just at touching distance it's not so far it's not unavailable to you it is you have full access to these gifts would you say holy spirit reveal those gifts to me maybe i have missed a couple of gifts because i used it up and i didn't know i was using it remind me of the gifts that have been in my life 
that had been an operation the next time that you think that you know what god i'm sorted wisdom is one area i don't need help i'm good maybe you're thinking what's so great about god's wisdom i have been cruising i've been doing well my job's doing great relationships fine marriage okay kids okay take a look in your mirror go to your mirror look at yourself and think about it left to your own devices you would be permanently estranged from god you would have no relationship with him you would be doing your own thing there would be no hope of restoration there won't be hope of being reconciled to god it would have been such an estranged relationship but it is because of the manifold wisdom of god in sending jesus to earth to identify to substitute us and then to select us and elect us to be his own that today you and i have forgiveness of sins we are washed clean we have a right standing before god it's not because of anything we did we don't get to boast it's purely his grace it's purely the wisdom of god and so may we never forget how much we need his wisdom may we never think that our wisdom will take us through you and i can be street smart all we want without god's wisdom we'll miss out on so much more maybe you can get by with your everyday stuff with your wisdom but with god's wisdom you will discover his purpose his eternal purpose for you with god's wisdom you will discover the gifts that he has got in abundance just for you gifts that have eternal significance but are accessible right now so even as we close i want to pray this for you i want to believe with you that the holy spirit will give you wisdom if you've been lacking it you're saying i don't know how to make my marriage work i feel like we don't have that ingredient the ingredient is the holy spirit and the wisdom of god if you would ask him lord i need help maybe you're struggling with a teenage child maybe you feel you've messed it up maybe you've been struggling in your job with a, with your employer or your boss or your team members it's never too late can we employ the holy spirit and hold him and say i need you give me wisdom can we do that together heavenly father we just come to you lord knowing that we are so weak we are so frail and so foolish many a time and lord we just come before you asking that you would help us your word says that if you are lacking for wisdom that we would ask and we ask you today that you would flood our lives with your wisdom i pray that lord your wisdom would help us see the bigger picture if we are going through a particularly hard time maybe not lose hope for we will see the bigger picture lord and may your word illuminate to us the plans and purposes you have for us we pray holy spirit that you will help us identify the gifts that are activated in our lives that we will not miss the things you have endowed us with that we will not miss out on the things you have already blessed us with lord open our spiritual eyes make us sensitive to the move of god in our lives We need your wisdom father we need your wisdom for those in marriages i ask for wisdom as they navigate their marriages for those who have children for wisdom oh father i pray for those who are right now in current situations with bosses with teammates which is hard which is things that they cannot navigate on their own i pray for wisdom that they will employ the wisdom that comes from you that they would tap into you spirit of god and that you would give them the wisdom they need help us to live our lives with wisdom help us to speak with wisdom give us your wisdom in everything we say and do 
We commit our lives to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pray as you continue this week, even as we lead up to the next theme in the Come Alive series, that you would activate God's wisdom in your life, that you would spend more time with Him. You come into close union with Him because then, just by virtue of association, some of that wisdom is bound to rub off onto us. And then you keep tapping in. I believe it will change your life. It will change your, um, you know, your corporate life. It will change your private life. It's going to change the way you interact with people. It's going to change everything. So I pray that you will walk with wisdom. You will live with wisdom. God bless you. Have a lovely week. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.